Welcome to Parsha in Progress. I'm Abigail Pogrebin, author of My Jewish Year. And I'm Rabbi Dov Linzer, president of Yeshivat Chovevei Torah Rabbinical School. And we are two very different Jews talking about the same Torah together. Hello, Rabbi Linzer. Hello, Abby. How are you doing? I'm fine, except this is kind of, this Parsha puts me in a little bit of a bad mood. (laughs) (laughs) Every other Parsha, literally, virtually every other has spoken to me in some way. And this is like I scroll through verse upon verse and it's just a list. It's a fairly numbing list. There is a reason that it is called numbers. Is there a reason it's called numbers? Because it's numbing. How about that? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So we are in Bamidbar. Mm -hmm. We're in numbers. And basically we are counting, right? Tell the folks at home what we're counting, Dove. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, we're counting the uh, members of each tribe. The, you know, the Israelites haven't moved from the foot of Mount Sinai, and they're about to move forward, and the camp is about to move forward. And the Torah is basically saying, here's the numbers of each tribe. Here's where each tribe has to be situated. The uh, tabernacle has to be in the middle. And this is how you're going to move forward when it comes time to leave the Mount Sinai and to head off to the Holy Land. There is something powerful about keeping track of everyone. Like that, that's the thing that is my takeaway is just the mm-hmm. the granular specificity of every tribe, right. every name. What is the traditional explanation for why it was so detailed, this list? So, you know, it's exactly that. Rashi at the 11th century French, classic French commentator at the beginning of this Parsha, he says exactly that. I'll actually read it to you in English translation. He says, because the people were so dear before God, he counted them every moment. When they left Egypt, he counted them. When they fell as a result of the sin of the calf, he counted them. When he came to have the tabernacle in their midst, he counted them. When they came to move from Mount Sinai, he counted them. Like, you know, you show how dear they are by just every single one of you matters, and I'm constantly seeing who is here. Well, and that's also just moving, considering Jewish history. This text could not have anticipated the amount of persecution and ultimately extermination for the idea that so many were lost over so many generations and there was almost a desperation to keep track. You know, that I guess maybe just because in, in April we we were marking Holocaust Remembrance Day, Yom HaShoah, and the naming of the names, which is one of the rituals of just, you know, when you read a family, the list sometimes can go on for hours. So I, I, mm-hmm. I think that there is, again, without without meaning to, but just in our tradition, there is this sense of, we, it's just like the Kaddish list, the Yardside list in synagogue. Like we take the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's exactly true also because it's moving from, you know, what, what's that project they call names, not numbers, right? The big numbers are abstractions. And, you know, here, even though there is a numbering of the total, the Torah actually says that they were counted according to their families. So like, you knew there's so many members of this family, so many members of that. So, uh, Right, that every individual counts, and part of that is making sure that there are names. I mean, I'm also feeling that with the current situation, you know, you hear about these large number who get sick and the number who are dying, you know, with the coronavirus, and obviously it really pains you, especially you hear these very large numbers, but to me, it really strikes home when when they're people that you know. A lot of people have passed away that I say one degree removed from me, a father of a friend, a mother of a friend. And all of a sudden, these abstractions become real, and every number is, is a human life. So I think that, you know, that's exactly correct. And also there were clans. I mean, it's, it's, very, it's very true. And you look at, like, Italy, where they talk about, you know, one of the fatal errors, even though it was completely understandable, is that families sheltered in place together even when one was sick, and that ultimately the entire, mm-hmm. the entire family was infected, and sometimes multiple family members were 
you know, perished. And, and there is a sense of, of that list, of that idea of it's a clan that is ultimately mm. marching together and ending together. I want to just mention the standards, the, the flags, the fact that in this Parsha, there's like a dictation of almost like a parade. Like you're going to stand mm. over here with this flag. You're going to stand over here with this shield right. or standard or whatever you call it. Like the, there's almost kind of like a formality, a pomp. It's almost like a military formation. Well, that's true. I mean, the Torah uses a lot of that military language. It speaks about according to your armies, like it's a word that's sometimes translated as hosts, but it means armies. And, you know, I think that like in contemporary life, the uh, Chabad Hasidim, the Lubavitch Hasidim, you know, speak about themselves as God's army. And they're out there to do their, you know, their mission and to uh, to do what God wants of them, like troops following God's command. The Torah never really connects the dots to why it's using this army type of a terminology. I mean, it could be because they're going to go into the land and to conquer the land, but it seems that it's not exactly about that. I don't know. I I, I struggle with that. Do you have any thoughts, Abby? No, I mean, I, I other than the fact that, again, this feels like in this new society that essentially they're building— there's going to be organization. And mm-hmm. you know, maybe after slavery, we no longer are just a mass. We are very specific mm-hmm. and we're organized and there's demarcations and there's names and there's hierarchy. And that there's that, right. you know, part of freedom is kind of in the ability to assign roles and titles and there's an organization in it and, and that we are doing that for ourselves. No one is organizing right. us. No one is bossing us so around. We're structuring anymore. society. Yeah. We're structuring society and we're not this right. And when you mentioned the the uh, flags, to me it made me think of like on the Israel Day parade. Remember those days when we used to have parades? On the Israel Day parade, you know, where like <laughs> you'd have different groups going with their banner and everybody was showing their support and you know of Israel and that's a very powerful message of like we're these distinct groups. And there's a sense of, you know, we're not all just one homogenous mass. Each one represents some different type of background or denomination or school or affiliation. And we're all here from our, with our differences coming together. And I think that that's like a very powerful point here that it owns the differences. It, it embraces them. It's important that there be different identities. You know, it's the question of, is America a melting pot or a salad bowl? Like we're enriched with those differences and when they're maintained, but there has to be a way in which we're also all in the project together. We're all surrounding the sanctuary. You know, we're all we're all one nation with all of our differences. Well, I think that's a perfect note to end on because it is a snapshot of this podcast is that mm-hmm. we are two very different Jews uh, <laughs> sitting together regularly and talking about this same text. But in a, on a really serious note, we disagree a lot. We were kind of educated differently. Our sensibilities are different and I think that's part of what makes it a fruitful dialogue and it's kind of built into the DNA of our tradition mm-hmm. is this, in a way, this Parsha, which as boring as I said it was at the start, <laughs> there, there is a sense that like there is both difference and unanimity. There's both difference and collaboration at the right. same time. Right. And this, I, I, that's beautiful. And I think that the same way the, uh, you know, the tabernacle was in the center, you know, for us and I hope for all Jews and all their differences, the Torah and what we can learn and how we can engage from it, even if we all take different things and we all have different approaches, you know, should be at the center of our lives and what brings us all together. Shabbat Shalom, Dov. Shabbat Shalom, Abby. Parsha in Progress is written and hosted by Abigail Pogrubin and Rabbi Dove Linzer. The show is produced by Shira Telushkin and executive produced by Josh Cross and Tablet Magazine. Our music is by Blue Dot Sessions. 
We'd be so grateful if you'd head over to iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe to the show. It helps more people find us. You can also write or fetch to us at this email, progress at tabletmag.com. Thanks for listening.